are live. I am your guy, Jerry Thomas Jr. And welcome to Transformed and Renewed. So I'm glad that you're joining us. We've got a great topic today. We are going to be talking about why am I so negative? And that's not me that's saying I'm negative, but that is what we are going to discuss. And so I want you to share your comments, your feedback, even if you are, you know, watching the replay, I want to also get your feedback. And there's also something that I want you to do, something that I learned. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your right index finger, or if you're able to, I want you to bring the corner of the right side of your mouth all the way up as far as you can up into your right molar, okay? And then I want you to do the same thing for your left side. Or if it's difficult, just use your thumb and index finger to bring it all the way up, okay? And then what I want you to do is slowly bring your, your hand back and just keep that pose, all right? Now, what are you doing? You're smiling, okay? That is what I want you to keep doing, and that is one of the ways that you can transform that negativity to, po to positivity. Because like I said, we are being transformed and renewed. So if you didn't get excited about that, I don't know what will, but hopefully the word of God. So uh, we are just going to dive right into it because I think uh, this is, you know, going to be life changing. So today, you know, what are we discussing? So one, we are discussing, okay, why is it so easy to be negative or to um, sin so easily? And you feel like, Sometimes people say that is just who I am, you know, when it comes to certain things that they do that may not be right. And I've heard people like whenever, you know, I was at work, I've heard people that says, you know, I just can't wait till the weekend. And it's barely eight o'clock in the morning. And to me, I, I look at that as, man, they don't really like, you know, come to work or they just, it's something about it that, makes them wish that they were already into the weekend, even though, you know, the day before was Sunday. And uh, it, it's a lot of things. Like, I can give an example of when, you know, sometimes people used to give me a compliment on my apparel, and I used to use this line so much, I would say, oh, I just threw some off from my closet. And I really didn't realize or notice that I was not receiving that well you know, I was given more so of a of a negative reception versus being able to say, oh, thank you for the compliment. And so I want to explore, like, you know, um, in terms of where does, you know, some of this negativity come from, you know, again, that you may see in like, you know, the world or just even among families, you know, when it comes to just this negativity, like um, you see people who are fighting, families who are just not able to get along, and it's hard to, you know, for them to even come together. And so all of these things kind of are centered around, you know, what we are going to be talking about, which is we are going to start in James chapter four, and we're going to start in verse one. And again, I use this to let you know that I am actually reading from the word, the actual uh, New King James Version. But anyway, we're going to drop, uh, we're going to dive right into James chapter four. And verse one, it says, where do wars and fights come from among you? 
do they not, in verse two, do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? And then verse three, Excuse me, so that was still verse one, but verse two says, you lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain, you fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. That's a mouthful. And so what I want to do is I want to break this down verse by verse because I really want us to understand what, you know, this uh, these particular verses in James are, are really telling us. You know, aside from the obvious, but really understanding the context. And that is where we can really be transformed, you know, in our minds. So, you know, the first verse says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires, your pleasures, you know, that war in your members? And what this talks about is in your flesh. You know, the it's so easy for a person to be led to doing something for instance if you are so accustomed to getting you know food without having to pay for it at a particular place then for you it's like i should receive this all the time but when you have to pay you don't feel like you should have to pay even though you should and it can be the same with anything you may feel like oh i'm used to you know, getting things my way or being with certain people, you know, in terms of relationships or having your way. And then, you know, there comes a situation where it's like, you can't do that. But yet in your flesh, you're like, well, I want to keep doing it, even though you realize that it's wrong or overall it's wrong to do in the first place. And this really talks about your desires that come from, you know, it says, do, uh, do they not come from your desires for pleasure? So we see here that, you know, when it comes to um, just wanting to do things, it can come from a place of wanting to have that pleasure. And that can, you know, be tricky because, you know, we'll see here that when your focus is not on God, then it's easy to focus on those things that are not really helping you to maintain a full relationship with God or even the focus on people. And so staying on, on topic, this talks about, you know, your desires for pleasure that war in your members. So you ever notice that sometimes you you feel like, man, why am I so angry? And it, it doesn't take a lot for you to just set off. You know, sometimes a person can, you may hear a word and that just triggers you. And just having a regular conversation, you feel like, man, like, I don't know why I keep blowing it, but they just should not talk to me that way. But you don't realize that it's a deeper issue. It could be deeper in terms of you would like to feel perhaps a certain way, but for some reason, maybe you have held on to some regret or to you know, a decision that you should have done and you're still thinking about it. It could be any number of reasons, but at the end of the day, it's still something inside. Verse two says, you lust and do not have. And this essentially answers this question of, you know, why could I be so negative? 
Well, it tells us right here in verse two, it says, you lust and do not have. And you realize sometimes when you don't get what you want, you may start to display a negative disposition. You think about it. You have a toddler or, you know, an infant, and they may be so used to drinking, you know, apple juice or, or some type of, of sweet um, beverage. And then when you have to give them water, they may say, uh -uh, don't want that. But yet they need the water, but yet they will throw a tantrum or especially if they don't get their way when you tell them, hey, okay, we got to go or we got to do this. And they're like, no, I want to do that. And it's like, that's where their war comes in at because they don't want to really submit that flesh. The flesh is really stronger over the, the soul, the spirit. And so this is where issues can arise when the flesh has more authority than the soul. And so going on to in verse two, it says you murder and covet and cannot obtain. Obtain what? Well, sometimes people, they do a lot of things when it comes to murder and hurting people. Sometimes it's a lot of pain on the inside that a person felt. It could be from past rejection. It could be from, you know, never feeling loved, you know, in a relationship or in families. It can be a myriad of issues why, you know, a person goes on to attack another person or to commit murder or even suicide. And this talks about how you do all these things um and also in a reference and i'll look that up but it says that even if you you know think of you know attacking your brother or if you have anger you know so deep in inside of yourself you know because the bible talks about not letting the sun go down on your anger even doing that you know jesus says that you are essentially a murderer and I'll um, look at that verse because I do want to share that with you in Matthew. But I actually dropped that in the comments once I find it after this. And so when you think about this, it says you murder and covet, which means you want to have, you know, possessions or you want to have something to fill in that void inside of you that is just not satisfied. And it says, yet, even when you do all those things, you still not you, you still can't obtain that which you are looking for. Going on, it says you fight and war. And then it says, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Ooh, that's powerful. Man, okay. So, so see, it says you lust and you do not have. Okay, we got that. It says you murder and you covet and you cannot obtain. It says you fight and you war. Um, and again, like I say, you can see this in different families. I've seen this firsthand where people are just fighting and they're not able to just reconcile. It's like we got to hold this or we just can't bury it. It's something so deep and the enemy loves division. So this is why we really have to pay attention to this because we cannot allow divisions to, you know, cause us to or we can allow divisions and negativity to keep the separation between the families. We have to unite the families. So going on, it says that, it says you ask in verse three and do not receive because you ask, you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Okay, so with this, we see a number back up and it says, and the 
the last part of verse two says, yet you do not have because you do not ask. And then it says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. And so this is really interesting because the first part says, you, you, uh, it says, if you do not have because you do not ask. And so the first part is essentially saying, okay, if you just asked, then you could have. And then it goes on to verse three that says, you ask and you do not have because essentially your motives are corrupted you know, for lack of better words. And when you think about it, a person may say, well, Lord, bless me with a new car or Lord, could you give me a new car because I'm just tired of this car and not really realizing that, you know, if your if your motive or not even motive, I'm going to say if your goal was better than what you're asking for, then you likely could receive what you're asking for. So I'm going to give you a a quick example of how you can really understand it. So if you ever heard anyone say, saying, Lord, bless me with a house, or I'm tired of living in a, an apartment, I would like to get into a house to where I could do X, Y, Z, you know, sw switch that up a little bit. Instead of saying, Lord, bless me with this house, you know, really be intentional, specific, you know, telling Lord, Lord God, if you will bless me with this house, you know, or I'm going to back up. Thank you for where I am at. You know, if you're in an apartment, town, home, wherever, first of all, thank the Lord that you have a roof over your head. But then go on to, you know, really, and this is and what I'm saying is helping you to not stay in that negative mindset, but this is how you're switching, okay? So when you first start out by thanking God for where you are, you are switching the tables because you are setting the tone and God is listening, okay? So you're saying, Lord, thank you for this home, um, wherever you're at, townhome, apartment, wherever. And Lord God, my desire is to be in a home because, you know, I would like to provide, you know, better space for my family, um, just opportunities for growth. And Lord, I don't know which, what plans you have for me, but I also want to be open to whatever plans you have for me while I'm in this new home. I want you to share them with me, Lord, because I want to also do what you want me to do. So if you want me to also use my house, you know, as a way to help minister to people um, or to just do certain things, Lord, show that to me. And I just leave it in your hands, Lord, and I just thank you in advance. And Lord God, I just trust that whatever you have for me, I receive fully everything you have, and I just thank you. And it's something just as simple as that, you know, in terms of asking, in terms of, you know, providing your supplication to God. And, you know, this really addresses that a person can ask, so they can ask all day, but your posture, yes. You can't just approach God, you know, by saying, Lord, you said, of course, you can do that. You can go to God and remind him of his word. But you also have to be in alignment with the word. Like, what are you doing? Are you really taking care of the things that you have? Are you really speaking life of yourself? And so 
these are things that I want you to think about because it's going to be it is going to be important if you really are trying to reverse walking in negative thinking because it is not easy to you know go from positive thinking every day it takes practice because in the environment that we live in it's so easy to just say something negative and not really think twice about how it could be a hindrance from your future or even the prosperity you know that god would want you to have so we're going to go on and it says in verse four it says adulterers and adulteresses if i'm saying it correctly do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with god whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of god or do you think that the scripture says in vain the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy jealously excuse me and then verse 6 says but he gives more grace yes therefore he says god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble and then this is uh, i'm gonna read verse 7 and verse 8 and to wrap it up he says therefore submit to god okay so this is going to be key in terms of really reversing you know that negativity or being ne negative therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double-minded okay so i want to wrap this up because um you know there was a lot and i want to break it down in terms of death in, in terms of verse seven what does that mean therefore submit to god so in terms of really reversing that negative thinking or just feeling negative all the time you know one of the things that you want to do is always submit to god in terms of your thoughts your plans your just even your goals for the day or even for the year for your life submit your give yourself to god this is where you are really allowing jesus to be adam now or essentially lord over everything in your life and for me i you know just say a prayer every day in terms of okay lord you can be lord over my thoughts like i say this often i don't make this up i say this often throughout the week lord you can be lord of my finances everything and i repeat this even though i've already said it i repeat it because i want to let it be known that jesus owns me is over me now granted i do desire to walk in you know perfection as we all do but there are times where you know we still make mistakes and we're still learning so i can't say that you know just by saying that you know everything is going to be you know roses and gold you know but we we can enjoy the journey where we allow the holy spirit to show us a lot of things you know in terms of growth and so this to me it's a lot in terms of submitting to god a lot of people don't want to do that a lot of people want to hold on to certain things without really letting god change it some people they they like sin so much to where they don't realize that they are essentially holding on to what is causing damage in their lives think about that and the next part it says resist the devil and he will flee from you so essentially when you're drawing near to god to resist the devil means that you are not being led to do what the enemy wants you to do for instance 
the enemy wants you to, I don't know, cheat on your taxes. And you know that you should be including or not including certain deductions. And you decide not to or to do it because you know that you can get more money that way, even though you know it's not right. So it's a it's a matter of really doing what is right, even though you may feel, and I don't know why I am feeling so led to do this. You have to call on the Lord in that time. You have to really sometimes you have to distract yourself in a good way so that way you can really focus on taking care of business, not being led by the enemy or your flesh to do that which is wrong. Okay. And then the, the, um, in verse eight, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And that speaks volumes because a lot of people sometimes may feel like God is far away, but you have to realize God has never moved. He is to saying yesterday, today, and even in the future. And we have to realize that whenever we feel that God is far away, we also have to realize what have we done for the distance to be changed. You know, there's something that we've done, whether we haven't engaged more into the word. Why am I feeling so negative? Or have have I stopped believing what the word says? Because, you know, there was a time where I was praying God, but now I just don't know what's going on. And it's important for you to really stay in the word, you know, stay around some people who are really going to push you, you know, evaluate your circle, you know, who do you have in your circle that's helping you to grow closer to God? Because again, this is how we can really transform our mindset, not staying in the same mindset, you know, that we were in yesterday, but really being intentional about, okay, I'm going to do some things differently because I want to see some change not only in my life, but in someone else's life. And if I can, you know, repeat this all for God's Lord, then, you know, for God, you know, um, it will be done. So uh, <clears throat> just want to leave you family with that. I know it was a lot going through James, but um, I do want to share with you. If you have time, make sure you go through. Um, and even if you have some some time to read, you know, I do encourage you to read through James um, 4 verses 1 through actually 10. Um, you can read the whole chapter because it's good. And then also going through Romans 6 through 8. So Romans chapter 6, um, chapter 7, and then chapter 8. Paul really talks about sin in chapter 6. And then in chapter 7, he talks about, you know, the struggle with sinning and doing what is right. And then in chapter 8, he talks about, you know, how Jesus essentially paid the cost so that we are able to, you know, not be held in bondage to sin, but that we can you know, claim salvation because of God's grace and mercy. So I want you to, you know, really dive into the scriptures family. And if you have been transformed or even just a little bit by this session, make sure you like and follow us and subscribe to us. And also uh, got an announcement. So if you are able to, the end of this month, um, I want to say Saturday, April 30th, I will be having a webinar and it will be on nutrition. You know, one of the things that robotic is about um, and as well as just, you know, um, just whole health, you know, in terms of making sure that you're good, and, you know, from your nutrition, your physical, um, just lifestyle. You know, that's what we're about. 
But first webinar we're going to be doing, we're going to go in on a nutrition topic, which will be shared soon. So I want you to put that date in your calendar. And again, I'm going to share more details, you know, closer to that date. But again, family, I want to thank you for joining me. Um, I want to just shout out to everyone who's been following us. We've been growing. And I want to thank you for joining the robotic community. Trust me, it's, it's only going to keep growing. It's going to get better. Um, I have some plans to do some big things. May not see it now, but please, you know, if, you, if you're part of the robotic community, stay with us because we got some great things coming soon. And so on that note, I want you to enjoy your morning, your evening, your day, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in. And again, like I said earlier um, in this video, make sure you smile um, and just take, you know, notes of, you know, what was discussed during this time and apply it in your life this week. And I guarantee that you'll see some changes. So again, hope you enjoy this and I'll talk with you next time.